Good day from beautiful Orlando, Florida. I'm Josh Ellis, Chief Executive Angel at SavingsAngel.com. Welcome to this Savings Angel show. I've appeared over, it's more than, it's like 1,500 times now in the media, including on television, on the radio, and I hold a syndicated newspaper column, and uh, I'm on, I do a syndicated TV segment, 75 cities now, which is really cool. Now look, as a consumer expert and money-saving advocate, I get asked questions all the time about how to save money at the grocery store, as well as other financial matters. I'm always happy to answer these types of questions because saving and preparing financially is my passion. It's what I do. It's it's who I am. So today, we're going to talk about the five mistakes you're making at the grocery store that result in you overspending. Also, life insurance. I'll have JJ Montanaro from USAA once more this week. If you missed the first part of our discussion, you can hear that podcast by going to savingsangel.com forward slash podcast. And I'll also have Retail Me Not's quick list of retail stores that always have coupons. In other words, never shop at any of these stores unless you got a coupon in hand because they always have them. Now let's get right to saving more, earning more, and living more abundantly. Now I want to start out our chat about saving money at the grocery store with a question. How many times have you walked out of the grocery store wondering how on earth you could have possibly spent so much, but have so little to show for it? Now, you could be making one of these five mistakes. I'm holding... I've got, I'm holding my hand in the air with five fingers here. You can imagine. And we're going to start with mistake number one. You shop without a plan. Just wandering into the store with some vague idea of what you need ends up being expensive. Now to save money, plus have actual dinner ingredients, you should always use a shopping list. You should also always use coupons and you should always have a plan. Here's mistake number two. You aren't flexible with your purchases. If you won't try a new product or different brand because you always got to buy that specific one, look, I mean, the, the fact is your grocery bill is just going to be higher. To save money, you should be willing to try new or different brands, particularly if there's a new brand that's just come out on the market. That is typically the best time to take advantage of massive savings. There are going to be a lot of high value coupons. There's going to be a lot of great sales on that. Take advantage of those new products. They put uh, such great discounts on those products because they want to generate some buzz and get people buying that product and talking about it. And so uh, as a, you know, as a, you know, someone who's really smart, obviously you want to take advantage of that system and get the hookup for yourself. Now, mistake number three, you don't know the retail prices. Stores sell the exact same products at different price points. So knowing what's truly a good deal and what isn't is critical. To save, you should keep a price list of the items you regularly buy and from what stores. Now, you probably have the price of milk memorized. Like, you know that if you can get it for, well, in my town, it's $2.79 or lower. I know that that's a pretty decent price on milk. Also, eggs, 
I like to make sure that I'm paying 99 cents a dozen or under uh, for my eggs. Now, again, the prices are in those things. They're kind of commodities. They're going to go up and down. And so time, sometimes the prices are just going to change. But you ought to know, I mean, if it's something that you buy all the time, you should know what that good price is. Jot it down in a book if you don't want to commit it to memory. Now, mistake number four, you don't know that what you just bought was half price at a different store. Purchasing everything from one store just because you're already there and it is quote-unquote convenient, it's going to result in overpaying. Now, to save money, and, and trust me, I, look, I know what you're, some one of you right now listening to me, at least one, probably a couple, is thinking, but wait a minute, the price of gas, blah, blah, blah. I get it. All right, now look, let's talk about that for a second. Okay, the price of gas, let's say that it costs you an extra $2 in uh, gas to go to the store that's, you know, whatever, however far away. Now, in my case, we have a Whole Foods in our town, but it's, it's kind of a long drive. So I don't go there very often. But you know, when I do go there, I check the Whole Food ad and I check the Whole Food. Well, what I check is the Whole Foods list on Savings Angel, right? And if I see some really great deals, I'm going. And uh, it's worth it for me to make the 12 to 15 minute drive over to Whole Foods uh, to, to take advantage of those deals. Now, if there aren't very many good deals, no way, I'm not driving over there. But if you have a couple of competing grocers in your town, you really ought to make a habit of hitting, you know, in my case, I go to Publix every week. Winn-Dixie, eh, I go probably every two to three weeks. I mean, there has to be some good stuff for me to go there. And I would say CVS and Walgreens, I go pretty much every single week. Uh, and Target, I'd say that's probably every two to three weeks or so. So what I just listed off there were five stores, potentially five different stores that I would go to in one week. Now, for me to go to all five means I'm going to be saving a lot of money. So yes, is this going to take extra time? You better believe it. Is it going to take uh, a little bit of extra gas? And people always overestimate. Well, I mean, I don't know where you live and what your situation is, but generally, most of us, it's, you know, maybe an extra, you know, five, 10 minutes or whatever of driving to get to that other store. You're not going to burn through that much gas in five to 10 minutes. And what we're talking about is a difference in gas might be a few dollars, but the savings that you'll be able to enjoy. If you are able to get uh, laundry detergent and that laundry detergent normally costs you $7 for a package and you're able to get it for $2 and you buy four of them, well, you just pocketed $20. So yeah, that's probably going to make it uh, makes sense for you to make that extra detour and spend a couple dollars in gas, right? Return on investment. Just make sure, again, how do you get into this? You just, well, I mean, you could use savings, Angel. Um, that would save you the most amount of time and save you the most amount of money. You could do it on your own, all right? You just have to compare ads store to store and it's going to take you more time to do it. But again, then you, you could save yourself the $3.99 a week. Uh, personally, I, I'm busy. I know a lot of our members are busy moms, busy dads. I totally get it. Uh, that's why we created what we get. 
All right, let's get on to finally mistake number five. You aren't buying ahead and stocking up. Hey, here's what I want you to do. I just did a a TV segment all about this. If you go to our YouTube channel right now, I want you to watch this news story that I did. It was at my local Fox affiliate. So just go to youtube.com forward slash savings angel because I go into this a lot and I actually share a lot of tips and dispel a lot of myths that people have about, you know, what they can and can't stock up on. Also talk about how to avoid food waste in that uh, segment as well. So please go watch that. Now, when you run into the store and you get only what you need for the immediate future, this is the most important thing you need to remember. You're going to spend a lot more in the long run to save big money. I want you to make sure that you snag all the don't miss deals each week at all your local stores, even if you don't need the items yet. That way you'll avoid paying retail later. Look, Eventually, you are going to need uh, bleach and, you know, you're not going to go the rest of your life without needing bleach. Now, you may need you may need to purchase it in two months from now. And again, this is just one item. So don't get bent out of shape that I'm only talking about one item and we're only talking about potentially saving $2 here. But if you were going to buy your bleach in two months for $4, but you can get it at 50% off this week and get it for $2? Well, you should absolutely buy it even though you don't need it. Now, for other things that you would spend your money on, oh, look, I totally get that. You know, the principle is you don't need it, so you shouldn't buy it. Okay, you got to think about this a little bit different with consumables. Yes, you do need it. You are absolutely going to need another bottle of bleach. And so now is the time to buy it because I don't want you paying full price for it when you're out. I don't like you running out of much of anything because when you run out of something and you have to replace it then and there, you have no negotiating power. You have no, you know, you're basically stuck with, you know, probably buying the store brand, which is fine sometimes, but I'd much rather you make sure that you're getting all your products, your groceries for 50 to 75% off, which you can absolutely do. Now, this is just a portion of the full article available at our blog at savingsangel.com. We're going to give you more help to avoid overspending and paying retail prices at the grocery store. Now, you can check out the entire article at savingsangel.com. Just search for the keyword overspending. Hey, our friends over at Retail Me Not are always gathering coupons, and they've put together a quick list of the seven retail stores that always 100% of the time, have coupons. So don't ever shop at these stores without a coupon, right? Here's number one, Jimmy Jazz, which I've never heard of. Maybe they got a Jimmy Jazz in your your city, and if so, consider yourselves lucky because they always take coupons. Number two, Sears. Number three, JCPenney. Number four, Quill. Number five, this one's a no-brainer, Bed Bath and Beyond. Number six, Express. And finally, number seven, this is another one, as opposed to Bed Bath and Beyond, 
This is Bath and Body Works. And so, again, never shop at any of those seven uh, stores, retail stores, unless you've got a coupon at hand. Now, of course, Retail Me Not has thousands of coupons for nearly every store. So always check for a coupon you can use in-store or a code you can use online before checking out with any purchase. Now, speaking of avoiding retail prices and overspending, Savings Angel, we've been helping tens of thousands of families do that over the past nine and a half years. Our VIP Grocery Savings Membership, also known as Enlightened Shopping, we've got store sale lists complete with matched coupons and store special offers. So you're always going to know the best deals to buy each week, and you'll never pay retail for like nearly anything. It's really, really easy. You can make a shopping list. You clip the necessary coupons. We're going through all the ads and we're using our massive database, which has over 8,000 coupons in it. And we match those coupons to all your local sales so you can save the most amount of money. Makes the process really, really easy. So you can go shopping easy. We'll do the heavy lifting of the matching of the coupons and notating the store special offers. Now, on top of the store list and match coupons for the same low bundle price, By the way, we also will alert you when we find something that you like. So like if you need diapers, you want a certain price on milk, you just go ahead and tell us what that savings amount is and we'll search around the clock. And it might be like on a Thursday that all of a sudden a new coupon came out and there happens to be a sale that there's just a couple of days left on. Well, we're going to alert you when that happens. Like sometimes you might find a free blog that might have some deals on it. They only update once a week. We update 24-7 around the clock. When a new coupon comes out, we immediately put it in and match it up to all the products. So it sometimes makes sense to check Savings Angel more than just once a week. At the very least, make sure you've got a lot of alerts set so that we can notify you when those deals happen. Now, of course, there's also a huge video library that you get access to. It's called 90 Days to Abundance, and it covers savings on every area, everything that you're spending your money on practically, travel, family expenses, car savings, utilities. There's even a section that's going to help you feel more on top of all your responsibilities in life. Wouldn't that feel cool? Now, if all this sounds great to you, it's $3.99 a week. It's paid in four-week blocks of time, so it's just $15.96, and you can cancel anytime you like for any reason. And if you want to just try this thing out risk-free, no worries. Just go ahead and sign up, and if you don't like it for whatever reason, just write our help desk and ask for a refund within your first 28 days, and Rachel, lovely Rachel, will take care of you. Most importantly, I want to make sure that you at least try this thing so you can see what I've been talking about for the past nine and a half years, that we created something pretty incredible, and you and your family deserve to save more, earn more, and live more abundantly. JJ Montanaro, Certified Financial Planner with USAA. Thank you so much for joining us on this uh, second of a four-part series in regards to Life Insurance Awareness Month. This is great. Josh, it's great to be here with you, and, and I know uh, we both uh, share an enthusiasm for life insurance, so, so it's, uh, hey, it's that time of year when, uh, by gosh, we're mandated to, to talk about it, so I'm, I'm happy to be here. Great, great. Now, I think one of the things in my experience that is, is very confusing for consumers, and I, I've had this same confusion myself, is that there are different types of life insurance, and so I think that... Um, 
you know, for example, we had a different policy with another provider and it ended up not being a very positive experience because I don't think that it, and it wasn't, it absolutely wasn't the right policy for us. Um, And that's a little bit different from my experience with USAA, where we've always felt that when we've worked with someone from USAA, um, that, uh, that our needs or the needs of the members come first. And so I would imagine now as a CFP that, there's, you know, there's, there's several questions that you want to ask before recommending a solution. And and I'm wondering if you can talk about what those life insurance solutions and options are. Okay, well, so, so let's start there. We'll start with the, the, the bottom line in terms of what's available. And I would break that into two broad categories, Josh, permanent insurance, which would be you'd hear the names like whole life, universal life, variable universal life. Uh, permanent insurance would be one category on the other side of the fence you'd have term insurance so you would call those or or we you just call those solutions so that's the the answer but i think uh, you you need to start with the question first and that's uh, how much you need and and why do you need it And, and and if you start there I think then you you can figure out what what the right solution is. But uh, just to throw a solution at something without uh, uh, assessing what the goal is and what the problem is, I, I think is kind of going backwards, if you will. Well, interesting. <laughs> so so from my perspective, uh, when when people ask me, hey, what's the right amount of insurance? My question is, well, well, why is it that you, that you need insurance? And and most of the time, that I hear things like, well, I want to take care of the kids. I want to fund their college. I want to pay off the house if something were to happen to me. I want to protect my spouse in terms of replacing my income for X amount of years if something were to happen to me. So um, all, all of those things that I just mentioned there, for, for the most part, are, are goals or reasons to have life insurance that do go away because eventually the, the mortgage will be paid off. The kids will be out of the and I'm knocking on wood. The kids will be out of the house and financially independent. Um, so, so I think when you look at those sorts of reasons for life insurance, um, the, I would gravitate towards term coverage in terms of being the, the appropriate type of coverage because the need is truly temporary. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, so typically, you know, someone whose house is paid off, the kids are financially independent. They really don't have, they, they really don't have any debts. Uh, you know, they're, they're just, they've, they've got money set aside. It, it really doesn't make a lot of sense for them to have a big term policy. The term is done. They're in their golden years. They, they don't really need that service anymore. Well, so, so yeah, because they bought that term, they bought that term policy uh, when when their financial situation was different. Mm. Uh, so, so if you fast forward to retirement, they've done all the things they needed to do. And then you're still looking at at items like, okay, what happens to what happens to my my pension or what happens to my military military retirement if something happens to me? Is there is there a reason for protection if that should go away? And, and sometimes the answer is, hey, I've done a great job of accumulating or we've done a great job of accumulating money, so there wouldn't be a financial you know, issue if something were to happen to one of us or the other. Mm. And if that's the case, then, hey, maybe there's not a need for insurance at all, for, excuse me, for life insurance at all at, mm-hmm. at that point in your life. Yeah. On the other hand, you know, you, from a permit, people look at insurance as a way to, to cover final expenses. Uh, people... Uh, so, some people have situations where they're buying uh, insurance for estate planning goals, legacy goals, 
And, and th- those might be examples where they would look to some sort of permanent policy because it's insurance that they want to have forever as opposed to the, uh, the term insurance, which covers that need. I, I would point out that, uh, and you, this is probably your experience, Josh, you could, you could share, but, but typically term insurance or the solutions that are term insurance are, are significantly less expensive oh, yeah. than, than permanent coverage. So uh, if you start looking at permanent coverage, it's very likely that you'll see numbers that uh, – you know, are, are, are more expensive. And, and frankly, we talked about in a previous conversation how the, the, the majority of Americans don't have insurance at all, and the fact is they, they think it costs a lot more than it might. So we, we want people to take a look at insurance to, to cover these very important needs and, uh, and not get thrown off by cost. So I would point out again here that when, when you do look at term insurance, you'll probably be pleasantly surprised at how little it costs to provide a lot of protection. I may make you squirm by asking you this question because I've, I've asked other CFPs and they, they don't like answering it. <laughs> uh, but Uh-oh. yeah, I'm so I, in, in just in terms of completely ballpark, you know, for someone who wants, say, $500,000 coverage, they're in great health, they don't smoke. I mean, again, I, I know you hate to do this likely, but I mean, what might that range look like? Well, so, so I, I, I can, I'm going to give you a historic example because, okay. because my, my, I'll tell you the story too, because it, it kind of gives some background. But so my, my wife went back to school. She, she was a, uh, she was a nurse, went back to school, became a nurse practitioner and it significantly increased her income. Mm-hmm. And so at the time she did that, she was uh, like 36. And so as we evaluated based on, uh, on this increased income, we evaluate, we, we decided, you know what, she needs a little bit more insurance or she needs more insurance. So at the time, we bought a 20-year level term policy, and it was about $35 a month. Um, wow. so, so same premium, same death benefit for, for 20 years, uh, $35 a month. For somebody who was, this is, and this is approximate, but I'm roughly 30, 37 years old, I think, at the time. Yeah. And she, and she was healthy. So I guess my point is, it, it, it's, it's not, it might be a lot less than you think. I think that in determining, should I get a policy, I think one question comes up is that, how much do I need? Do I need $100,000? Do I need a million dollars? I always want to say Dr. E- I always want to say that, by the way, in Dr. Evil voice, one million dollars of coverage, which sounds like an outrageous amount of money. But of course, you know, when he does that in the movie, they all laugh at him, you know, in this day and age that, yeah, a million dollars sounds like a lot of money. But let's talk about why you need that policy. And, and it might not be outrageous to have a figure in that territory, just depending on your life. Exactly right. I mean, just th- think about it from the standpoint of uh, income replacement alone. Uh, and, and there's some situations where one spouse or the other w- would like to replace the, their income for five years or ten years to allow the other to go back to school or to just to regroup. Uh, but, but I certainly work with couples where that they wanted that income to re- be replaced for, for the rest of the working life of, of, of whoever was, the, you know, the breadwinner, if you will. So it, it, when you start looking at that, boy, that, those numbers add up fairly quickly. Yeah. There, there are rules of thumb out there that I've heard 10 or 15 times income as an amount for life insurance. But one of the things that we really like to do is 
is pinpoint based on the circumstances and the specific goals of somebody. So, so when you ask the question, I think which 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 you did is how much do I need? I I would rather stay away from a rule of thumb and instead focus on the specific goals that we want to accomplish. I mean, there are calculators out there, USA.com. We have a a good calculator where you can spend 15 minutes and plug in your own situation look at what you have in terms of assets already accumulated, look at what you have in terms of uh, pr- protection through an employer, and, and mesh that against what your goals are and, and see where you stand to come up with a number. And, and, and again, there, there are folks out there that want to fully fund their kids' college, and there are other people out there that say, hey, they need some skin in the game. And, and so, again, that's just one example of how the, the answer to how much insurance I need can vary from, from person and family to family. Yeah. And I'm going to uh, create, I'll have a link here. Actually, for the person listening to us, you can go to savingsangel.com forward slash USAA, and that will direct, that'll uh, redirect you automatically to USAA's life insurance page, uh, which will have the calculator right there. So you can kind of add up some of these things that you have in your life to get an idea for how much coverage is the right coverage for you. And one last question I wanted to ask you, JJ, I mean, does it ever make sense to purchase life insurance for parents and children? Um, so, so I think I love how the military does this. <laughs> Falling back on our background, Josh. <laughs> but, but, but as you, I, I don't know if you had, if you had a family when you were in the Navy or not, but, no. but, no, okay. So you, you didn't care about this at the time. But, but one of the things that the military does is they have uh, service members group life insurance, which is the base term insurance that the service members are all eligible for. But they also have a program called uh, family service members group life insurance. And so at no cost, uh, any children are, are provided with $10,000 of life insurance coverage, and then, a, then the, the non-military spouse can buy up to 100000 But But I think the point being there is, to me, I, I think it, it makes a lot of sense to have coverage on, on your kids, e- even if it's uh, uh, through, through some sort of program like that. So you have a, an employer program that, that offers protection for the kids. Just in case something were to happen, you would, you would uh, again, have the resources needed to take care of the what would be bad business of what you know in terms of taking care of the the final expenses and the arrangements and everything so i don't even like to say it I bring, right. just brought me down josh <laughs> but 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 financially um that's that's something that you would want to to be prepared for in, in that very hopefully unlikely event that that would happen mm-hmm. and you can get that coverage so so to answer your question yeah i, I think it's certainly something to think about as part of your financial plan um but on the other hand, going out and purchasing life insurance, uh, a policy for someone who's you know uh, not even a teenager yet or a youngster, I guess that's what you're asking. I guess I'm not overly enthusiastic about that. I mean, I think there are a lot of cool things you could do in terms of 529 plans to save for college mm-hmm. or... Uh, for a working teenager, setting them up with a Roth IRA. So I think there are a lot of cool things you could do for them. Uh, you certainly want to be prepared in case something bad happens, but uh, we, we have limited resources, so we have to deploy them uh, efficiently. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Well, JJ, thank you so much for, for answering these questions. Now, next week, we're going to talk about the I don't need life insurance argument because I think there are a lot of, you know, very emotional uh, arguments against it. Um, however, you know, if you 
in your life will ever get to know somebody who has been in a situation where there is a death in the family and they do or don't have life insurance and life is a completely different, uh, I mean, let alone the loss, um, you know, the family who has a life insurance policy versus the family that, no. Nope, just never got around to taking care of that. Um, boy, it can be horrible. But anyway, I do want to talk about that next week because um, I, I think that there are a lot of, um, again, I think there's some arguments out there that, that we really should evaluate. Um, so I, I hope you'll, you'll, you'll come back and we can answer that. Perfect, Josh. It's great to be here, and I do look forward to coming back. Once again, I'd like to thank J.J. Montanaro for coming on the show and informing us and educating us about life insurance, because it is Life Insurance Awareness Month. And I'd also like to thank USA for sponsoring this as well to kind of help to get the word out on life insurance and the importance. Well, that's all for this week's episode. If you've loved hearing all these ideas on this podcast, would you take a minute to leave a five-star review in iTunes? By doing so, you help us get this podcast out to more people. You have the power. The higher our rating, the more we're noticed. And as always, if you have any specific questions or if there's something you'd like me to talk about, you could drop me a comment in the podcast feedback, write me on our Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group or call my podcast hotline at 407 407- 205-9250 and leave a message. I'll answer your question, write you back, or with your permission, I might even share your question or story with others on this show. Have a blessed week full of saving more, earning more, and living more abundantly. What you just bought was half price. 